0: I can't believe that we've gone this far. And we say that all the time. Yeah, but every time it's one higher. It's one higher and the information that we go through
1: amazing. It really
0: is. You know, and I'm quite amazed at how much non-flustered I am on this one. And you know what? What you dancing at all in 9.1. I I didn't because like, well, first of all, we learned that Becky has an amazing poker face. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Because I think,
1: like, I was pretty flustered. (laughs) Yeah, but it's okay. Because we made it through. We made it through. Here we are. Here we are. You already sang. I did. 9.2. And thank
0: you for letting me put my hair up. Because it was hot. Ah.
1: Well, you were hot.
0: (laughs) I think that didn't matter. You are. But now I have Jack on my lap. Yeah. Jack
1: hasn't visited us in a while. And here he is. Yes, he's here. And I think last time he was whining a
0: little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But... Hi Becky! Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> yep. Just again, could you give us your title, please? Yep. I gotta take a deep breath before yes, I. Yes, do it. it's a mouthful.
2: <laughs> Woof. So my name is Becky Brisbane, and I am one of the adult services supervisors for the Michigan Department De- 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 Here we go. Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Um, and I supervise in Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties.
0: That's in Woof. Michigan. Whew. And she has the best poker face. Poker face. Poker face. Yeah. Poker face.
1: I, she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> I'm not. She is rolling her eyes. I'm not feeling the singing this time.
0: Okay. Well, last time it was me, and this time it's you. It's okay. We. That's why we have we co-host. Well, I usually don't. One, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, that was a rarity. I think you saying last time just to make me feel better. I did.
1: I did. And now you're feeling better. I
0: am so, so. much better. So here I'm back to me. Okay. So last yeah. time. When we... T-
1: You're back to you. you
0: were you. Anyway, so last time, Becky, we were really excited about you talking about the service you offer when they say yes. Yes. That's Seven. always exciting. I know. <laughs> when they finally are like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be living alone, or maybe I need some help, or maybe there's a little too much stuff in my home. Right. So what happens?
2: Yep. So a couple things can happen. Um... We can always, you know, each situation is kind of different. Um, we can assist with trying to find a place to go. If it is a nursing home, though, that does require a doctor um, to meet to say that they meet that level of care. Mm-hmm. So we can't necessarily place somebody in a nursing home, um, but we can help with an adult foster home, co- adult
0: foster care home. They have adult <laughs> foster homes. They do. They do. So is it. Like like somebody taking somebody in or they're actual like homes? They're
2: usually actually homes. Um, They tend to be bigger homes with lots of bedrooms. Um, You may or may not share a room with somebody else, but if you're needing assistance with kind of those day-to-day things and it's more than a caregiver or you don't have a caregiver that can come in, um, there are options. Um, If you are on Medicaid, we can assist with paying... Some of that uh, care cost um, in the adult foster care home. Uh, If you're not on Medicaid, I know Area Agency on Aging assists as well
0: with some adult foster care payments. Uh, And that's basically what Michigan calls our Council on Aging. Yes. Right? So usually in most states, they're called Council on Aging or (laughs) what is the other one? I can't remember. I think it is
1: just Council on Aging. Or Area Agency on Aging. Right. Right what she just said
0: i just it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying that that's what just missing calls it i'm yeah. deleting all of that anyway
2: go ahead <laughs> yeah so different agencies can help provide um extra payment for the care that you would receive in an adult, adult foster care home mm-hmm. um some of them are private pay. Um, it just you just have to find one that's a good fit for you. We have a list of them. We have a website that has a list of all of them in Michigan. Um, and like anything else, there's some good ones and some not as good ones. Um, but we can definitely
0: help assist trying to find. A good one. Um, if that's where research. you want to go, yes. do your research. There's yes. so many places to visit, but again, you want to narrow it down before you take the person. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to take a person to a million places a day. No. Right. Right. Do and that. we
2: and we also don't want to take somebody to a place that maybe can't accept them for insurance reasons or for um, you know their what they need. Um, certain homes don't do so well with people that wander. Um, right. So, if somebody's wondering, we're going to narrow down that search to these
1: homes. Um, so. Okay. So, know. a lot of the adult foster care homes have specialties, yes. so to say. I just yes. turned my head. I'm so sorry. I did it without even thinking. I <laughs> know. So many rules. Wee. Sing. Sing. Don't sing. Head turn. Don't head turn. <laughs> but, anyways... So a lot of the adult foster care homes have specialties where, like you were saying, um, it may be where there's a home that's more for dementia residents, or maybe it's um, a home with some younger aged adults that have some different special needs. Is right. That- yep. And so we
2: we can help place in homes like somebody with dementia um, if it's... Uh, younger adults, like maybe in their 20s, that mm-hmm. maybe have some mental health issues or some behavioral-type issues. At that point, we would be working with our community mental health partners um, in the area to try to place them because um, community mental health kind of oversees some of those homes as that have those specialties as well. So we work with a lot of different partners to try to find a good fit
0: Okay, so say you do find great placement for someone. Mm-hmm. What happens to their home, their stuff, their, all of that? What happens then? Um,
2: we we kind of hope that there's maybe a good support system in place that we can kind of pull in uh-huh. um, to try to uh, you know take care of that side of things. Um, If somebody can't manage to, if they have a home that they own and they need to sell it, um, we may put in place what's called a conservator in Michigan. Some places use guardian and conservator interchangeably. In Michigan, a conservator handles the assets um, and the finances. Um, Okay. So we may pull in somebody, a professional like that, to help try to take care of that situation too.
0: Okay. And so once... once if APS is involved, you have them someplace that you feel that they're safe, do you just close the file and you don't check on them? Or is there a constant check? Like, what happens
2: then? Yeah. So our adult foster care program, people can get into that even not through APS. Okay. Um, If they're in a home and they have Medicaid, we can help pay that supplement. Um, But in terms of our APS cases, once somebody is as safe and stable as they can be, Um, we'll let them know that the case is closing. Uh, We won't necessarily go check on them again, but we always leave our contact information. If you have concerns in the future, feel free to give us a call. People can always call in another referral, even on themselves. Um, If they have concerns, they they can always contact us.
1: Oh. Yeah. But what if somebody doesn't need to go into an adult foster care home or they don't need help? Um, you know, with placement to an assisted living or a skilled nursing facility, are there things that you can do or help put in place to keep them in their home? Yes. Um, So we
2: have a program um, that is Medicaid-based. So the individual has to have Medicaid. But again, there are plenty of other agencies where you don't have to have Medicaid, like the Area Agency on Aging and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. um, that can help provide caregivers that come in your home. Um, so ours, you have to have Medicaid and you need to have assistance with one of your activities of daily living. Um, so,
0: Which is showering, <laughs> dressing, yes. eating. Yes. Those activities of daily life. Yep. And we can help, help brushing, <laughs> brushing your hair.
2: Even, even trimming your nails. Yeah. Grooming, grooming, trimming your nails, that sort of thing um, can help qualify you for the home health program. Um, and we can pay a provider of your choice um, to come into your home and help care for you. If you don't have somebody, we can set you up with an agency, um, one of the agencies that are local. But I'm sure you guys know there is definitely a shortage of
0: There's caregivers. a shortage of caregivers. <laughs> Everywhere. There's
1: a shortage of people that want to work in general.
0: Honestly, I bet. I, okay, I read this somewhere, that boomers are retiring, and they were the largest group of workers that we ever had. And right. now that they're retiring, there's just nobody to replace them. Right. So I'm wondering <laughs> if that has more to do with it than a general laziness.
1: I hope so. I do too. That would make me feel better about The
0: world. That was just my little positivity sprinkle for the day. I like it. You are welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you, You Jennifer.
0: Thank you. I thank you. I feel like I have contributed today. (laughs) I'm going home. (laughs) Not yet. Oh,
2: Uh, not yet. (laughs) Yeah, but our caregivers, it can be a caregiver of your choice. So if you have a child or a neighbor or a niece or a nephew or whoever that you want to be your caregiver, they can be
0: your caregiver. How many hours a day does that need to be? Is that like, a 24-7 thing? Is that, like, I can be there from 2 to 4? Like, what does that time stuff look like? Yeah, So we do an individual assessment with each person.
2: So each person has their own specific amount of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do try to explain that it is the amount of time that the, we call them a provider, the caregiver, is physically doing the task. So uh, the example that I like to give is laundry, Um, we can pay somebody to do your laundry. However, we can pay them for the time to sort the laundry and put it in the washer. We cannot pay for the time that the washer is going. And then we can pay for the time to take the laundry out of the washer and put it in the dryer. But then we can't pay for the time that the dryer is going. So it's a little bit of a tricky... For We're handing out washboards. use.
0: <laughs> Start handing out washboards. It'd be easier. Every wash everybody washing Everybody buy soap and washboards. That's for everybody. Uh, We're going we, pioneer. Yeah, But we do. We figure it out
2: on an individual basis. And some people, it's only a couple hours a week. Um some people it's it's a lot of hours a week yeah. you know it's forty fifty hours a week just depending on what your needs are yeah. right um and we do try to leave a little bit of wiggle room um we never we never pay for twenty four hours a day because you're not hands on doing something for somebody twenty four hours a day um, yeah, they have to go to sleep eventually yes yep. like that's they, they yeah i've I've ran a low sleep but
0: he I have to sleep, sleep eventually. We <laughs> all have run on low We sleep. all need sleep between though. newborns, puppies, and all that other stuff. Yep. just plain puppies. insomnia. Yeah. No, Jack's he perfect. Be
1: talking about you, Jack's perfect,
0: right? <laughs> he never wakes you up. Yeah, that's
2: lies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we do. We uh, find an individual amount for everybody based on their needs, um, and we we do try to leave that little bit of wiggle room. So if something happens. Um, and your needs increase, we have that room to increase your hours. We don't want to put everybody at the max hours because then if something happens, we can't add extra hours for your caregiver to get paid.
0: Okay. Do you have a program that will help somebody stay in their home, like put ramps on the front door or, you know, grips in the showers or anything like that? So we don't
2: necessarily have our own program, but with, if somebody is with Adult Protective Services, we do have some funds available that we can help, you know, contract somebody out to do some of that kind of stuff, especially building ramps. Um, We work with a lot of community partners that do have those type of services. Um, So if we can help financially, they can bring the person in to actually do it. If
0: you pay for it, they will come. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that is really a lot of really great information. Can you think of anything that we've missed, Becky? I don't think so. I think the big thing with the
2: home help and the adult foster care is, it doesn't necessarily have to come through APS. It can come in just by itself too. And we can help people with those. But
0: a lot of our stuff kind of filters in through APS. When so what are do you like, mean it can come, It doesn't have to come through APS? What does that look like? Like, does somebody just call you and go, I need a ramp or I need help? Or like, what does that yeah, look like? Yeah, not necessarily the ramp. I mean, if somebody calls about a
2: ramp, we would probably refer them to one of our community partners if we don't have a case with them. Um, but with home help, If you call the local office um, in your county and say that you would like home help services, um, they'll connect you with the worker in that county that can get you set up with that. So it doesn't have to come through APS. It can just come directly from the local office. If you're at home thinking, I could really use a caregiver, your granddaughter's coming over every day and helping you shower and do your laundry and that sort of thing. And you want her to be paid for her time. I'm sure she would still do it out of the goodness of her heart. But you want her to we be hope. compensated.
0: We hope. Of course we hope. hope. But you know, a little bit of ching-a-ling in the pocket is not a bad thing. Right. And usually it's helpful. Yeah, when grannies know that their grandchild or loved one is coming over to help, you know, they always right. have a quarter in the pocket for you. Right. That at least my grandmother always did. Yeah. So it's it's nice to know that that would be available, but they they have to start that process and yeah. they have to be on Medicaid, correct? Yeah, and they have to be on Medicaid. If they're not on Medicaid,
2: we can kind of help make some referrals and we can assist them with maybe getting into a program elsewhere that's similar. Because um, area agency on aging has a Medicaid waiver program for folks that don't have Medicaid. Um,
0: that's very similar. Um, oh, we so. have not even dwelled into the medication yet. yet. No, <laughs> I'm like that's weight on that. That's yeah. like a, that's a four that's a big four jump. week four episode. Yeah, because yeah. we will get there. We promise, guys. We just have to find the right person that's willing to sit here and go through it with. <laughs> and, uh, yes. <laughs> and
2: I tell people my my brain can only fit so much, so I know very surface level. <laughs>
0: And right, and so do we. Yeah, and that's why not. we're we're searching for that right person to sit right. down with us and and in a light and fun way, right. Explain Medicaid not, waiver, not
1: put everybody to sleep, right? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> on your drive to work.
0: Oh, well, Ugh. because I know this is the thing about Medicaid waiver. I know that it's a great information to have, Right. and sometimes yes, it can you can get so deep into it that it can be kind of boring. But it's so necessary. It, it really so, is. Because there's so many ways to help people. And it is a great program. And we right. want it to exist. We just need we to need find... need
1: it to exist.
0: Yes, we need it to exist. We just want to find the right person to help us get the information out there. So right. don't worry, guys. It's going to happen. I solemnly swear to tell the truth. Yeah, well, that I'm not to no good, really. Wow. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's a given. I mean, that's a given.
0: So we th- anything else that you'd like
2: to share? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, if there's any questions or anything else, I know a lot of my stuff can, can get a little... A little overwhelming too,
0: but if there's any questions or anything, feel free to reach out. Um, Right. And this isn't really, this whole podcast is not about getting all the answers. It's about getting that this resource exists and little snippets of what you can do so that they know the phone numbers to call. And that's what's so important. So do you want to share that phone number again?
2: Yep. So for um, centralized intake to report abuse and neglect of a vulnerable adult or a child, um, is 855-444-3911. And then if you do want any of the other services, the adult foster care, the home help, just Google your local DHS office and call your local DHS office and they'll get you in contact with the So right what person. is
0: DHS office? What is that? The Michigan Department of Health and oh. Human Services. Okay. MDHHS, I should shorten it. <laughs> and really guys, if you want if you're in a different state and you're listening to this and it's not about Michigan, then just google adult protective services in blah 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 state because they will come up
1: with what you need right so right. that phone number that you just gave us is for michigan correct so yes. if you're in any other of the 49 states please use the google google the googs we need or the <laughs> email us and we will help you Find the information. I, right. I Absolutely. do have, and
2: I can share it with you. I do have a fancy website that has different central intake numbers. I'll have to do oh, some
1: digging. Oh, man. Okay. I'll have to do some look, now, but that's I do have a fancy. Website. Fancy. <laughs> okay. So we will get that information from Becky. So we will have that information available. So let us know, and we will forward that information to you if you need it.
0: Well, we can also put it in the podcast description go ahead and share it now yeah and then i'll also put it in the podcast description yeah, yeah. and if you do call becky and ask for any information say you heard from us yeah. <laughs> okay go ahead share that website oh i don't know the website. Oh, now i have to, I have to delete that somebody. yeah sorry. i'm gonna delete that sorry i thought you said you had a fancy no fancy i do one.
1: but i don't know it
0: i have to dig for it okay no I'll that's fine It'll it will be i'm just gonna I delete, 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 delete 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 okay
1: moving on <laughs> One thing that I just would like to add is, again, as a child who has (laughs) called APS on a parent, to not be afraid to make that phone call. That you're not doing it out of spite or harm. Meanness. You're wanting to do it out of love and help. Um, So I just encourage you to reach out um, for that extra help.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's necessary. And believe me, I might... she might kill me, but I have held her while she's cried about having to make that phone call. But the fact is is that she did it. She That's did right. it, and I'm so proud of her. She does not even know how proud I am of her. And she is dealing with things in her own parents' lives that, you know, she has to step up to the plate about. And she's doing an amazing job, and I'm saying that publicly. And thank you for being you, and one day... Your parents will thank you. I love you.
2: I love you, too. And we even have our own workers who, my own life and work life has intersected. Right. You know, it happens. It happens. And at any point, if anybody wants to reach out um, and talk to me before you're calling in a referral, I have lots of people that do that. Um, And I can kind of talk you through it. And I can... Let you know two important things, maybe to
0: say to make sure that it gets assigned. You know um, what? That's amazing, Becky, yeah. that a phone call to you <clears throat> personally is not necessarily a report to APS. Correct. Yeah. That is wonderfully helpful. Yeah. And
2: even if maybe it's not APS, but maybe you just need some direction on what steps do I take next. Um, you know, we can offer that too. I've, I've had families call me before and they just don't know how to take that step to pursue guardianship. And so I'll tell them how to do that in the counties that I work in, or, um, you know, maybe guardianship's not necessary right now, but it's time for a power of attorney. How do I do that? I can kind of point them in which direction to go
0: so would it be okay if we shared your personal email and not your work email yes. which is what i mean <laughs> that'd be sorely heavy <laughs> to put that out there your work email with people so they can ask these questions yeah yep that's fine okay um because i know the 855 number you shared is a general yep that's so, a statewide and number. they couldn't just say hey i want to talk to becky get yeah. me that becky girl <laughs> i want to talk
1: to becky and they'll be like who We'll only we have like, podcasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing the people up north don't know who I am. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll share your email for work, yep. and you can. And if they have any questions, and you feel like you want to personally talk to them, then you can ask for their number. Yeah, talk. Yeah, answer those questions because it's such a great service to have, especially when you're feeling lost and you don't know where to turn, and you know there's a bad situation going on. Uh, last week we talked about fraud. And, you know, that is even a reason to call APS. Yes. A big reason. Because you you never want anybody to take advantage of you, nor do you want to believe that your parents will fall into it. Right. But just know that That it happens. It happens. It It happens. And people and programs are out there to help you handle it. Not only... Jack
1: is... Jack is chewing on my cord. (laughs) Jack's like, Mom, aren't we done yet? Yeah, I think he's done,
0: guys. I think he's done. But anyway, what I was saying is um, they're there for you to help and to get you through this situation. And even if you are not necessarily a caregiver, you're just noticing these things, also really have a support group around you because it's a big step. It's a big
1: step. It's a really big step. Yep.
0: And you're not doing it wrong. Now, unless you're viciously doing it. I don't, don't do that. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. Yeah. Thank you so much. This Thank you for having me. It's been invaluable, really. Just knowing that these programs exist is such a wonderful thing. And knowing if somebody is in harm or you're very worried about them or just things are not right, that there's a program that you can turn to. Right. I love that you guys do go in and at least investigate to make sure that guardianship doesn't need to happen or, you know, they're not seriously harming themselves. That right. is such a good thing. Right. So, and you guys even involve the police if you have to. So, yeah. thank you so much for coming in and putting up with me
1: today. Us. <laughs> us. All three of Even
0: Jack has been a bit off today. He's he was, not usually this really? neat. He's mouthy today. Yes. He's not, and he's been on my lap the whole time. He's usually done with us about oh. the second segment so thank you thank you becky and as usual should you have any information that you want we will definitely put the becky's email and website and that fancy dancy one she says she's going to give us we'll get that for you too and if you have any critics comments questions information asking anything like that please contact us at caregivers shenanigans at gmail.com and as always We love you so much. Bye. Bye.